Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy Whether one line of plot holes or two it is movies It's time to get busy with your friend Stephen Izzy You can finish your father's work You're as brilliant as he was Something odd is happening to me and I don't know what it is Gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from Movies. movies. And tonight, oh. The Fly 2. <laughs> or perhaps The Fly Junior? No, I don't know. Son of Fly. <laughs> Son of Brundle Fly. Oh. Uh, uh, yes. Did uh, you know there was a Fly 2? I did not. <laughs> uh, and I hadn't seen the original. Uh, a little mini episode will go a little more into it, but I didn't know. I hadn't seen the original Jeff Goldblum, the Fly, up until... That's not even the original. You hadn't oh, even seen the original, the original, the original, original. until about six months ago. Exactly. That was a 58 in the yeah. original original. And there was a sequel to that one, too. The which, Return of the Fly. <laughs> which we have not seen, but may end up on this podcast. It may be. Is that, I'm sure it's right down the alley. Oh, but Steve, for, return months. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of movies with return in the title. That are really bad. The Mummy Returns? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right, but first, are you a little parched, my dear? Oh, so parched. Well, luckily, Try. Samuel Adams Brewing uh, has hooked us up with... Well, they didn't really hook us up. We went to bed, but we got our own damn thing. Uh, but it's the Noble Pills, Floral and Dignified. I think we were so lucky to get this one. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's supposed to be in our, <laughs> our lucky supermarkets. They're uh, brunited variety <laughs> packs. Brunited! All right, here we go with the open. <laughs> and Pickle's Cage runs off. We oh. ran off a podcast. And here's the pull. You know, it's always a good beer when you run a podcat right off the, uh, right out of the studio. That's right. All right, this beer is crystal clear. Mm-hmm. It is uh, the color of uh, hiking in Utah urine. <laughs> <laughs> I have to find a better descriptor. Uh, golden, perhaps. <laughs> it's a light straw. I'm gonna make a fantastic beer judge. <laughs> yeah. That's- uh, uh, kind of a, on the hoppier end of a of a pilsner. This might be like a mm. uh, variety of like a Czech or the noble pils. Yeah. Hello, Caster Troy. Did you come to join us? Yeah, it's a thirty-four IBUs according to this here. A uh, nice little lager though, and yeah, it's good. got a good multi background though on it. Yeah, it's got it's a white frothy head. Very well balanced. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. Mm. All right. Ah. Now I got some beer in my system. Let's dive right in. The right fly ahead. too. You want to go over the uh, synopsis of our story? Well, um, I can tell you, we start off in an operating room uh, where <laughs> a woman who may or may not be Gina Davis from the first movie um, is having a baby, and this baby is about to pounce out of her like a fucking oh, like a alien. Full chest burster. Yeah, it's it's like. It looks like 
several things are trying to jump out of oh, her she's belly. Oh, she's got a clutch in there. <laughs> and uh, it comes out. It is a weird little pupa-looking thing. kind of like, like a cocoon. Yeah, but then uh, the cocoon breaks open, and there's like a regular human baby there's with like an umbilical cord in there. There's like a three-month-old baby that comes out of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. There's... there's there is a toddler that comes out of her. Um, spoiler alert, she don't make it. Aww. Um, womp womp. Oh, and her boss from the first film... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, ...is sitting in the corner like, Help her! Why aren't you helping her? No! Yeah, John gets the only uh, the only actor that comes back from the first movie as uh, Stathis Baranis. Yeah! That is a manly name. Stathis He's there. Uh, but yeah, the baby comes out, it's born, the umbilical cord is cut, and it's held up like the fucking baby Simba. <laughs> and then, boom, the fly too. <laughs> yeah. This, uh, and, that, and that's where you start, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, that is our opening scene. Um, so, yeah. so he's he has an accelerated growth problem. So, like... Uh, when he's what, like a year old, he's already five. Yeah, he's like four or five years and old. And then, uh, and it kind of cuts through a little bit. Like he's super smart. He makes friends when he's kind of like seven-ish with a cute little dog who's in a testing lab. Wait, oh, no, like oh, oh, oh looks yeah, like he, he looks like he's seven, he's but like yeah, he's like two. a year and a half or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. He makes friends yeah. with a cute little golden retriever, who, uh, <laughs> spoiler alert, is a testing dog for his father's project. But it's not his father-father, it's the person that's raising him because his father died previous to the movie starting. Yeah, no, 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 but it's... Or, so, the, 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 yeah. the head of the evil corporation Indeed. is raising him as his father, yeah. and Jeff Goldblum's transporter is his father's project. Correct. Both of the fathers. It's the same project. So I'm still right. Oh, okay. And you are mistaken. So Zog gets put in the transporter, okay. it gets turned into an angry meatloaf, and uh, attacks and kills a guard, and then gets locked up in what is that? What movie is that dungeon from? Yeah, it, it, it's definitely like one of those like um, the uh, yeah, it, it, like you probably saw it in, like a gladiator movie or something where it's like just uh, mm -hmm. a round cylindrical pit with dirt at the bottom, and like food is just kind of like thrown in there, and then they'll and they crawl to in it, like, from forage, a gate. And it doesn't even really have a mouth. Yeah, it just kind of like has a tongue hanging out the side, kind of licks it. And I feel bad for Meatloaf Dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and you feel bad for the kid, too, because he's raised basically in this uh, this testing facility. Mm -hmm. like, it looks like a you know, pharmaceutical kind of place, but... Uh, you know, very clean, very blah, blah, blah. Very uh, sterile. Yeah, very sterile. The only people he ever really talks to are his dad, who's, you know, the evil CEO, and, like, security guys that treat him like shit. Oh, and a super nasty nurse who likes to just stab him yeah. a bunch of times with needles because she's the worst at her job. Oh, my job. God. I mean, oh, one of the... One of the uh, in a movie with plenty of disgusting imagery and stuff... Oh, the worst is when she, like, the breaks needle the breaks needle off uh, in his arm. We're not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, for his, like, quote-unquote fifth birthday, he basically... Uh, he looks 17 to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he, he looks like he's 17 or 20, although actor Eric Stoltz, who uh, plays Martin Brundle, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think he's almost 30 when this was He looks 17. Yeah, yeah, he's still got the baby face. You tell me though. if you dropped him on a college campus if he would get a write-up for not going to class. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let me see y'all permit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, 
Uh, but yeah, uh, so throw him a fifth birthday party. Um, you know, he's he, he's like a, any kid that's like in a cooped up kind of situation. He wants to see what's out there. He's super brilliant, so he knows mm. like computers and science and all that stuff. And um, so they assign him to the transporter project. Yeah, the teleporter. Teleporter. teleporter yeah. Teleporter. <laughs> Where he drives around in <laughs> a BMW, delivering packages and kicking ass martial arts. Style. Yeah. The transporter project. <laughs> yeah, you thought this movie was going to fly. You thought he was going to turn into a fly. You mistook this movie. Oh, oh yeah, Jason Statham is his father. That I'm sorry, <laughs> <Yeah>. did we? <laughs> yeah. No, no. Yeah, the teleporter. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Oh, and they gave him his own apartment. No more cameras. Yeah, they did. That was nice of them. Yeah. So, like, of course they wouldn't keep an eye on their little science project there that's growing at an insane rate. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, things are changing. They're uh, let you give them a little bit of a leash. They let them, you know, help out with the projects. And, you know, um, and he, uh, during one of the late night shifts, he runs into... Mm-hmm. Someone who I guess is employed there for some reason, although... Oh, no, she says that she's supposed to be compiling data from what, one of the Level 3 projects, but they never got her a computer, and she's been there for six months. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> and no one's caught on to this yet, or... By the way, I want that job where I just yeah. drink coffee all night and well, <laughs> wait what, for my computer to arrive. And uh, and when she said that, by the way, uh, this is Beth Logan, is the character's name, played by Daphne Zuniga, a.k.a. Uh, the princess from Spaceballs. Yeah! <laughs> the only other thing She's I think I've seen her in. She's a Jewish princess! Jewish, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, um, but yeah, she, when, when she said that, I'm like, oh, she's a plant. She's totally going to oh, be right? like... like <laughs> it, she, she's there to extract certain materials that may be used to make other fly-human hybrid things. Are are you saying that she's a test uterus? <laughs> That's what I was saying. Uh, I was I was I was certain of it. Uh spoiler alert, they didn't think that cleverly. Um <laughs> Steve would have come she's, up with a much more interesting story. She's just a late night data compiler who doesn't compile any data. Um on her level three project. On her level three project. Which yes. we find out later is his friend the meatless dog. <laughs> <laughs> when what data is there to compile other than yep Still miserable, <laughs> longing for death, sweet embrace. <laughs> it telepathically has started telling me to please kill it. <laughs> I feel the urge now to kill it faster, but refraining because data. <laughs> because, ooh, dead puppies. No. Um, so so they start hanging out a little bit, and uh, yeah, it, it, it basically turns into like an 80s rom-com where there's like a montage, and there's, <laughs> oh, that's so <laughs> funny. Oh, <laughs> that would be a 90s rom-com uh, montage. Uh, Sister I, Hazel wasn't around quite yet. I was just pulling from my childhood. This would be more like a, something tells me I'm into something good. And that leads to the sex scene. Woo! Yeah. Back at his apartment. His quote-unquote apartment, which is just, you know, just off the lab. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the sex scene was, I- I'm not going to lie, a little, a little unexpected. Awkward to it watch a little bit. It was surprisingly graphic for as, like, PG as the oh, movie had been yeah. up until that point. It was total PG up to that point. I mean, there was yeah. a, a couple of references to things, and, you know, I think there was a bad word here and there. But it was totally, like, rom-com uh, up, yeah. up to that point. 
Yeah, it was a very light, fluffy, kid-friendly movie up until that point. Yeah, and then and then after that, um, he finds out that there's cameras because what wasn't like one of the security guys was making so fun of goes, them. So she goes, but one of the next uh, like the next time oh. she goes to work, she's trying to get into her lab, but her key card won't work. So these little That's scanning right. key cards. That's right. And the the head security dickwad. Yeah. That's just what I'm going to call him, because that's yeah. what he was. Yeah, blonde douche. Um, he comes over laughing, and he's like, what's the matter? And she's just like, my key card's not working. I can't get into my office. And he goes, uh-uh, your key card's working just fine. And she said, you've been uh, promoted to our other facility across town. And she's like, why? Haven't I been doing a good job? Ah, too good a job. By the way, here's your tape. I, uh... I think the boss might have seen it. Turns out it's a sex tape. Yeah. Awkward. Which, yeah. And then uh, baby Brundlefly tries to <laughs> get a hold of her. They eventually get a hold of each other. She says, hey, your dad filmed us having sex. Yeah. And so he goes back to the apartment, tearing it apart. Oh, he looking. goes ape shit. Yeah. And by the way, the, the sub-dickbag security guards are like, watching it via camera. And like they're just like sipping their sodas and are like, oh, that's strange. Like, I feel like the moment he started ripping shit off the wall, I'd be like, hey, so Brendelfly dad, adopted dad? You might want to... Uh, I think you might be in bad mood. Uh, I would consider that a temperament Oh, oh, change. dude, you side, side move. We got side move. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I would consider that a temperament change, and if he has he yeah. a science project at this facility, you might want to make a note of that. Yeah, might want, might not want him because uh, they know he's getting like a little, little stronger and mm-hmm. all that. And like, yeah, you don't want him tearing the place apart. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, he starts not feeling great, so they decide to run some tests, and that's when total douchebag nurse lady breaks a needle off in his arm. Yeah, yeah, right in the the elbow uh, meat. I don't by know. By the way, is that like the worst? your worst nightmare when it comes to, like, people sticking with needles is oh. it breaking off of oh, your arm. absolutely. Like, that would be... That's the worst-case scenario. Ugh. Nightmares about... No, <laughs> yeah. Although he does a good thing. She's like, that's what you get for standing still. I need to do it again. And he's just like, nope. Pluck. Yeah. Walks out of the room. We are done <laughs> <Drop> here. needle. <laughs> <laughs> and then he pulls out Wolverine claws and goes... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, not that cool. Uh, yeah, so basically, uh, he tries to run away with... Uh, with his new girlfriend. Yeah, Beth. Beth, I think her name was. Yeah. Uh, his uh, where the needle broke off in his arm starts getting gooey and weird. He yeah. starts not feeling good, and he starts having changes, just like his father did. Yeah, yeah. And but except where his father's changes were kind of over the course of a couple of days and stuff. This one seems to take, I don't know, four to six hours. Well, because he has the accelerated growth problem. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Oh, ding, ding, ding. yeah. Also, exactly. he uh, he knows his genetics aren't right, and uh, he wants to use the teleporter to be able to try and fix it. But the teleporter basically tells him, like, I can't replace your bad DNA without putting it into something else. Yeah. And so he's like, well, I have to die because I'm not going to let another creature die just because I want to try and become whole. Because I never was. Yeah. So uh, he's all great and valiant. They run away. Um, there's a great deleted scene. If you get the deleted scene oh, yeah. of her going in and getting a cheeseburger, and he's not feeling good in the back seat, and some kids start taunting him and throwing shit at him. Oh, and foul mouth little kids too. Oh, they're they like, oh man, shit. you look like shit. Oh, go, yeah, go home, motherfucker. Go sit on a hobo penis or something like that. <laughs> and he fly vomits and melts the side of their car. <laughs> yeah. And the best part is the dad comes out. And is mad at the kids. What you little fuckers do? <laughs> yeah. 
like throws down their burgers. And oh, he does. Like, he throws down like forty dollars worth of burgers and drinks if yeah. they were in separate. By the way, we watched this on the collector's edition Fly Two because we watched the first Fly, found out there was a Fly Two, and had to purchase it. Oh, <laughs> by the way, that. click through our Amazon link. To Absolutely. purchase the Fly 2 Collector's Edition available on Amazon it, for a very reasonable price. It is fantastic. There is a commentary I'm actually kind of curious to listen to. <laughs> I would actually be very into that. Uh, so, yeah, so they get a hotel uh, They get a hotel room. He's getting all gross and weird, but he says he's feeling stronger. Feeling better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they uh, they get tracked down by, uh, by evil corporations. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, in in that motel scene mm-hmm. where he's sitting there saying he's feeling better, that's where the movie basically goes from, like, rom-com to, like, very horror dark. film. It like, gets, it, like, it, like, very like, Tales from the Dark Side. <laughs> yeah, like, like he he looks like, basically, like an old kind of Roddy Man. Like a like, Yeah, 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 like, almost like, I don't know if it's supposed to be hair, like, cobwebs kind of thing. It's, it's supposed to be, like, this sinew, cocooning stuff. Cocoon. Yeah, but... Very weird. He's just sitting there, and he's just very matter of fact. Like, I'm feeling better. You need no, to she, go. No, because she goes like, yeah. I think there's something wrong with you. I think we have to take you back. Yeah. And he's just like, No, I'm not going back. I feel better. Yeah. So she drops the dime, has him come uh, pick him up. And to be fair, she thinks he's dying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's 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 definitely it's not like she screwed him over. It's like I I want you to get better, and it yeah, looks like I, you're dying. I and thought I was doing the right thing. Yeah. To to get you out of there, I don't know what to do with you now. These guys have known you longer than I have. Because yeah. I feel like I they knew each other for about 48 hours before they fell in love. About that, yeah. For a week or two, maybe. <laughs> you know, the, the montage. No. Uh, but that's like, you know, a, a year in his, <laughs> right? his eyes. Um, and, and so then, yeah, he starts cocooning, and he gets full hardened cocoon by the time they basically get him back to the base, or factory, I don't know what to call it, uh, back home, quote-unquote. Um, the lab, the evil yeah. menacing, look, men- menacing looking lab. Yeah, and so they like start documenting things, taking samples. I think there's some pipes some, going on in our some house. Buddy's pipes are going nuts. That was weird. Sounded like a Viking horn or something. <laughs> I hope you guys heard that because that was cool as shit. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, the cocoon uh, taking experiments, and all of a sudden the cocoon starts cracking open. With uh, evil nurse lady who stabbed him a bunch of times yeah. in the room, and then she goes over to investigate, and it cracks open and outbursts a really fantastic looking creature. Yeah, it the, the uh, honestly like the makeup and the practical effects in this movie mm-hmm. really awesome. I he really looks him. like a creature from Pumpkinhead, as done by Jim Henson Studios. Yeah, that's hey. what he looks like. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, yeah, it's like pumpkin head slash xenomorph kind of looking thing, but it's mm-hmm. obviously like a fly with mm-hmm. you know, big Key. big arms and like the six legs but or whatever like coming off. But the sweetest and looking eyes. He's yeah, very his gentle eyes. eyes. He, he definitely has Eric Stoltz's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in the, and basically for the next 20, 30 minutes after that, yeah. the security team trying to hunt him down and he's hiding in different things and... <laughs> Wow. Sorry, we just spooked a podcast. It was hilarious. Yeah, lost its shit. You know, you know those uh, cat videos where somebody steps up behind him and they like fly into the air. That's what he just did. Yeah. I wish this was on video. 
Yeah. Anyway, sorry, sorry. perhaps you should like us. Yeah, so yeah, so this movie takes a, a dark turn and becomes an awesome monster movie. Yeah. I'm so in. Yeah, it, it, like the whole second half is like a, a real honest monster movie, and it's yeah. actually pretty well done. I'm I'm surprised this doesn't pop up on more more lists, like you know, yeah, Predator and you know, Pumpkinhead, and you know, just kind of those like '80s monster movies that were. I think I think this movie suffers from that the first one is so good, it is so legend, well executed, yeah. and is more of a like so the first one's more of a thriller than yeah. a monster movie. I mean, he is a monster, but it's a like a psychological thriller. Yeah, it's, like, it's a slow build. It's mm-hmm. very yeah, yeah. I mean, the the acting by Goldblum in that movie is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that, not that Eric Stoltz doesn't do a great job in this right, movie. He does a great job in this, but this is more like your classic '80s kind of like a little bit schlocky, but in the best way possible yeah. monster movie. And it's very good like that. And if it wasn't tied in with that first one, like if you could separate it somehow, I think it would have higher reviews. Because yeah, it's more like like a four on IMDb. And yeah, yeah, like much better than that. Yeah, I, w- I would have guessed like seven, you know, seven yeah. kind of eight range. But. So yeah, so he, as a fly, he goes on a monster killing spree, uh, basically kills everybody who's ever wronged him, um, <laughs> true. Uh, grabs his his uh, foster dad, drags him into the teleporter, and swaps negative swaps out his bad DNA for good DNA, Yep. creating yeah. Meatloaf Man? Yeah, creating Meatloaf Man, and, you know, Eric Stoltz, back to normal, mm-hmm. that thing. Mm-hmm. Um but he kind of is born from the back end of Meatloaf Man. Yeah. Like, it's weird. They're kind of fused. Yeah, yeah, they, that whole thing was kind of weird. Like, it, they were one, and then they kind of split, and he was, like, yeah, this naked, gooey thing. It's like, wait, is is he better? Because yeah. it looks like he's covered in fetus. and how did the princess know that she could rip those pieces of skin? Yeah. It was like, ooh, that could have that gone very badly for yeah. both of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the, the end scene is, really great. I really enjoyed it. Of, yeah. uh, it's the, the pit of despair where they were keeping Meatloaf Dog, which, by the way, um, Eric Stoltz had put out of its misery. Yeah, yeah. Because he was so angry his little friend was suffering that much. And basically it was crying at him. Yeah, like, uh, please kill me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but then it's uh, evil corporate CEO is down there having yeah. to lick the gruel up because he barely has a mouth. And yeah. you pull, like, you zoom in really close on him but then the focus changes, and it's just on a fly, eating some of the gruel. And that was very cool way to end that yeah. movie. And then roll credits. Yeah. Yeah, by the way, the uh, director of this movie uh, is Chris Wallace, uh, W-A-L-A-S. Who uh, do we know him from, Steve? Well, he was actually in charge of the uh, special effects for uh, the Jeff Goldblum the fly, oh. the original one, three years earlier. Uh, he's also he was also did special effects for like Enemy Mine, uh, Gremlins. Um, this is basically his directorial debut. He and does have the same eyes as the Gremlins. Eric yeah, yeah, the yeah, fly. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Very soft eyes. Yeah. Um, and the only other things he's really directed is he did an episode of Tales from the Crypt um, and a 1992 movie uh, called The Vagrant that starred Bill Paxton and Michael Ironsides. I'm trying what? to find it. It sounds interesting, but yeah. If you have a copy of The Vagrant or can lead us in a direction, please contact us. Hit us up on the Twitties. Woo! Oh, that's Twitter, I think. Um, Tweet at my twat of a husband. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Aww. So yeah, Fly 2. I Fly rec- 2. recommend it. If you're into monster movies, you're going to be into this. If you're not a monster movie person, you're not going to enjoy it. 
right, but yeah, I am so in. Absolutely. Ready for some fun facts about this movie? Fun facts. First, we should have another beer. Let's have another beer then. What you got, sweetie? Mmm. So, out of the Sam Adams pack, we have Fresh's Hellas. Hellas Lager with Orange Blossoms. Ooh. Yeah. Brewed and bottled at the Boston Beer Company. Lager with Orange Blossoms and natural flavors added. Excellent. Shall I pop your top? Ah. Alright. And the pop. Woo! And the pour. Yeah. There we go. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, in Northern California, when uh, when something is really good, we say it's like hella good or hella rad. So I'm hella into this beer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is a crystal clear beer. This is actually slightly, just slightly darker than our first beer. Yeah, very similar. Mm. And it's a little lighter on the hops. Uh, I'm sorry, I just took a sip. Um, but yeah, you definitely get a little bit of the orange, uh, like a little bit of the pith on there. Yeah. Um, well, it's orange blossom, so it shouldn't be the pith. It should be the flowers. Hmm. But yeah, it's almost kind of like bitter orange. It's weird. It's almost kind of uh, like like a chili beer. Like it's almost a little spicy the way the orange and um, the hops come together. Are you getting yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little... Like a little bite to it, kind of. Yeah, like if I told you that this had like a, like a little jalapeno or chipotle or something in it, you'd believe me, right? Yeah, yeah, just just a, just a touch, but yeah, pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty tasty, enjoyable. Excellent. All, All right, now it's super fun facts because it's fun, fun facts, fun facts. Uh, director Christopher Wallace. <laughs> Sorry, I just realized Christopher Wallace is actually the real name of Notorious B.I.G., and that's kind of funny to me. Uh, yeah. Notorious B.I.G. directed this movie, no. Uh, <laughs> Chris Wallace um, actually turned down an offer to provide special effects and puppet work on one of our past movies. Huh? Gremlins 2, The New Batch. Oh, my uh, God. He turned, it cause, uh, he turned it down to direct this film, because okay. it came out around the same time. Um this movie also had a, uh, before Eric Stoltz, they had a couple other people that they uh, were interested in auditioning, and uh, apparently their first choice w uh, to play Martin Brundle was Vincent D'Onofrio. Really? And uh, was nearly cast for the part, but apparently his screen test didn't go well. Um, yeah, young Vincent D'Onofrio, like, this was like right after Full Metal Jacket and all that. Uh, there were apparently were also auditions for Josh Brolin, uh, then of Goonies fame, I assume. Yeah. And a little-known actor named Keanu Reeves. I'm sorry, mm. Keanu Reeves. That's how you pronounce oh, it. Oh, I think that means like fresh ray of sunshine in Hawaiian. Yeah, yeah. That makes also, sense. did I think that's the guy who's actually a vampire? I think he's like a thousand years old. Oh, that guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think they have a painting of him up at the Legion of Honor in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I, I wonder what ever happened with that guy. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he fell on his feet. Uh, he fell on his feet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first videotape of Seth Brundle, a.k.a. Jeff Goldblum, uh, where he theorized the teleporter and improved him, is actually part of a deleted scene from the first The Fly, 1986. Uh, the scene was slightly edited for the film, and uh, Veronica's voice, a.k.a. Gina Davis's character, uh, voice was dubbed over by Saffron Henderson, who plays that role at the beginning of the movie when she's spouting out a mutant baby. Ah. Yeah. So Jeff Goldblum doesn't actually star in this. It's all old footage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically just uh, stuff that hit, hit the 
the cutting room floor three years that's earlier. That's weird. I feel like that's going to come up on another podcast we're going to do here shortly about with another movie. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> um, I, I found this on uh, IMDb and I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, Beth has sex with Martin, whom although he is five years old, uh, <laughs> but due to his mutant genes inherited from his father Seth, he has the body of a young adult in his 20s. That means Beth had broken the law and had committed statutory rape. It's true. Which is illegal for a person to have sex with someone uh, that is aged 13 to 15 and under the age of 18. Yeah. So, yeah. Hot sex scene. Oh, statutory rape. I think we were mentioning that while it was going we on. We like, I think he's only five. I mean, he's a good-looking five-year-old. Don't, don't get it twisted. But yeah, but it's like Jack Syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, God, that Robin Williams movie and J-Lo. Uh, anyway. That's, that's for another week. Bang, did J-Lo bang Robin Williams at the end of that movie? No, who did? Uh, Robin Wright in that? Uh, <laughs> Diane Lane was his mom, I think. Uh, you know what? That's another week. <laughs> another movie's week. getting creepier. Yeah. Um, also available on the uh, collector's edition is the alternate ending, um, which he didn't want to yeah. use, uh, where he saw Beth and Martin, uh, Beth asking Martin how he felt, and Martin replies that he is feeling much better. Uh, the ending was shown dun, in a test dun, screening, but dun. the executive decided not to use it. And the ending with the, uh, it's called the Bartok Beast, but uh, Meatloaf Man. Meatloaf Man. Was used. Uh, yeah, basically just a very sinister, like he was looking at kind of deadpan, like, much better. In the same, like kind of the same dark tone that he had used uh, yeah, earlier. Back, yeah, back at the motel or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like Return of the Fly, the sequel of the original, The Fly 2 was given a happy ending. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's my fun facts. Super fun facts. Those were the funnest facts. Now, we come to a very important part of our show. The most important part. Questions from you, our listeners. Woo! <laughs> uh, we have a couple good random questions here. Uh, first one comes from Shampoo at three uh, B three B Horror Pod. That's Buds, Beers, and Brutality. <laughs> I really like this question, and it got me thinking a little bit. Mm-hmm. If if you could recast Nicolas Cage in any Brad Pitt role, what movie would you choose? Oh, Jesus. There, there's one that instantly popped in my head, but I'll let you go first. Oh, oh Nicolas Cage in any Brad Pitt role. You know what? Uh, are you thinking of Ocean's 13? That was my very first thought, <laughs> but you know what actually I think be even better? What's that? Seven. Ooh. <laughs> Morgan Freeman and Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Oh, uh, he, he can definitely do the cop that's a little, uh, little unhinged. Yeah. Oh my God, the final scene with the box. <laughs> What's in the box? Ah, there's <gasps> bees in this box, not the bees. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Um, I'm gonna tell you the one I instantly thought of. It's a movie mm-hmm. we probably the latest Brad Pitt movie we've seen. Okay. Interview with the Vampire. Oh. Nicholas oh. Cage as a legitimate vampire. Yes. <laughs> it set in New Orleans. I mean... Getting hit on by Cruz? Getting hit on by Tom Cruise and Antonio Banderas. Oh. And Kirsten Dunst, who's like oh. 12 at the time. Yeah. Oh. It doesn't take that much of a stretch, but... No, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. I don't know. I still just really like the idea of him in Seven. Yeah. That'd be awesome. And... And uh, uh, honestly, another thought I had was I, I thought this had already happened um, in the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because isn't City of Angels basically Meet Joe Black, but with <laughs> Nicolas Cage recast in the Brad Yeah, it role? is. I don't know. I haven't seen City of Angels, but based I on the trailers so. and stuff, that's what it looks like. <laughs> but yeah, great question there, Shampoo. Uh, next one comes from uh, one of my favorite podcasts. I was to uh, skip to the end. That's at, at STTE podcast. Um, <laughs> I could I could really do a horrible British accent. Um, theirs is so lovely. Mine's just horrible. But I'm just gonna <laughs> ask the question: uh, If you had the golden ticket from Last Action Hero, what film would you go into and why? Ooh, right. That's interesante. I mean, obviously, I'm thinking something like. Bound, or, <laughs> or Wild Things, maybe, but Wild Things gets really dark towards the end, so. <laughs> uh, hmm. Revenge of the Nerds, maybe? <laughs> oh my god, that would be awesome, a Revenge of the Nerds. Steve would definitely go into Revenge of the Nerds, or uh, Congo. Uh, would I be an Alpha or a Lambda, though? I don't know, you'd have to decide. Uh, you do love screaming nerds at people. <laughs> Me and Ogre would be hanging out. You and Ogre would be like besties <laughs> for Evs. Playing chess, and then when we got bored, just arm wrestling. <laughs> BFF, best friends forever. <laughs> oh, what, what land would I want to go into? Back hmm. to the future? No. <laughs> of, uh, ooh, Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Uh, you know what? I think I gotta go into Big Trouble in Little China and go battle me some Lil Pan. <laughs> Try some of that six demon bag and <laughs> Yeah. Wind, fire, all sorts of good stuff. <laughs> I could totally do that for you. I just wanna hang out with Big Shad. That's all oh, I really want. Uh, or or the Oceans trilogy. I thought about that too. Yeah. I that is a very fun one. Although you know, oh no, I got it. Huh? I wanna join the John John Wick universe and go live with the Continental. But a lot of people get shot in that universe. But they don't. In, they're not supposed to inside the Continental. Like I'd be happy to be like. <laughs> You'd be like uh, in room dining or something. Like yeah. bring them there. You work in the hotel industry. You could totally do group event booking. For <laughs> the Continental. <laughs> the Continental. <laughs> I don't mind working the bar or something. I'm sure yeah. those guys tip well. They tip uh, in they, gold they, yeah, they tip in gold bullion. That's true. <laughs> yeah, and obviously I could bring a dog to work. Yeah. 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 Oh, you, you could run their uh, their their pet boarding services. There you go. I that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go run the pet boarding services at the Continental in John Wick. All right. And then uh, one of my other favorite podcasts, the So I Married a Movie Geek podcast Ooh. at moviegeekcast.com or yeah, on Twitter at moviegeekcast. Uh, a similar but distinctly different question. Mm-hmm. If you could pick a movie to live in forever, what would it be? Oh, I gotta live there forever. Forever. Forever and ever. I'm not gonna lie. If I get to bring you with me, oh. I kind of want to go and live in the My Little Pony world because I want to see you throat punch reboot. <laughs> <laughs> Sweetie, that'd be like within five minutes of getting there. <laughs> I, I... That, that would be an interesting episode. We would be the villain. Straight, straight to DVD movie. We would totally be like eating their magic candy canes yeah. and like telling them like, Bitch, you think you're afraid of clowns now? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, somebody stole the star off our Christmas tree. I don't know where that could be. Oh, <laughs> who gives a shit? Do we have better things to worry about? Why don't you clean up around here? Like... 
Still curious how ponies untangle Christmas lights with hooves. I feel like they're the least equipped creature on the planet for that particular job. Yeah. Uh, I, Where I, would you want to live forever, my love? Hmm. Trying to think Playboy Mansion, but... In, no. <laughs> no, I know what it is. You want to just go back home to your hometown and go live in three, at 3 o'clock high. Mm, <laughs> maybe. No, not really. <laughs> yeah, 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 I can't really think of what I'm having, but yeah, for forever's a long time. Yeah, let's go to my little pony land or whatever it's called. Honey, will you, will you go to uh, the, I don't even remember, Celestra whatever. Celestra or something, some sort of... <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's like Celestra, Lunestra. Oh, uh, e Equa something. Equestria? Equestria? I think that's the new one. I can't remember. Uh, I, I genuinely can't remember. But, uh, yeah, like, I want to go make friends with the Princess Ponies and go live at, like, a Paradise Estates. And, I mean, we have all, like, the apples we can eat. We can troll all, the ponies. All the apples and horse meat I can eat. I'm totally down Yeah, for that. let's go troll some ponies. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, thank you guys for the questions. Um, now for the really important part of the show. What did we learn from the fly too? Oh man, I learned that as long as they don't look five years old, you can bang them. <laughs> <laughs> if they're willing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I learned <laughs> I learned so much about genetics from these two movies. I mean, oh, almost as so much, much as I did from Jurassic Park. You know, I learned almost as much about genetics from these movies as I learned about cold fusion from The Saint. Or Chain Reaction. <laughs> yeah. It's actually quite simple. You see, if you... The no, no, go, go back to the <laughs> Dr. Shoe! No! Oh, don't you want to live in a world with uh, Elizabeth Shoe? Ah, the le world of leaving Las Vegas. Mm. Or do you want to live in the world of adventures and babysitting? Ooh, yes. I can hang out with Vincent D'Onofrio's Thor. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the kids will be kind of irritating, but Elizabeth Shue's 18, right? Young Bradley yeah. Whitford's there. He's Honey, mildly entertaining. Honey, Don Kettle still exists in this world. You can cram the kids into them. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, the suburbs of Chicago, I'm sure, are pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Plus, I'm right there to go check out some some pro football, baseball, You know, the last time basketball. I was in the suburbs of Chicago, they were filming one of the Transformers movies, and I got stuck in seven and a half hours of traffic. Well, at least it was for a good cause. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm not a fan of those movies. And I'm sorry if you are. Yeah. Truly. So, yeah. Um, yeah, The Fly 2. Uh, check it out. Yeah. Uh, I recommend it. Um, so, yeah, until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Missy, and we forgot a beer. Oh, my gosh, we did. We need to drink a beer. How's this right. happen? Uh, well, I blame you. Yeah, you also, should. thank you guys so much for all your questions. Yes. Keep them coming. Feel free to answer them as well. We can read your answers on air. Are we on air? Sure. On the internet? On the interwebs. Surfing the interwebs. Boom. It's like um, Keanu. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what are we going to do? All of the point breaks. Point break, all break, <laughs> the, all break. The old versus new. We could totally do that. Yeah. All right. Anyway, getting back to this beer. We have a Guinness West Indies Porter. Bird at St. James Gate, Dublin. Dublin. Uh, Arthur Guinness, 1759. Let's yeah. see, the Brewers Project. Yeah. 
a group of enterprising brewers on a quest to explore new recipes, reinterpret old ones, and collaborate freely to bring ideas to life, a style with origins from our brewers' diaries dating back to 1801. West Indies Porter is a complex yet mellow hop, uh, complex but mellow hoppy with notes of toffee and chocolate. Excellent. And just for my own curiosity, what accent were you trying to do right there? Uh, pretentious. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and the bottle top. Hey, I'm gonna pop my top for you. Ooh. Oh yeah. my. Mmm. <laughs> Looks good to me. Mm -hmm. Honey, just assume all of my. Uh, all of my accents are pretentiousness. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> exposition, darling. It has to go somewhere. <laughs> All right, this is a pitch black beer, although it has some barely any ruby highlights. Like, there's yeah. a little bit of ruby highlight in there. A little bit. It's got a, uh, like a medium khaki colored head that's got very fine tight bubbles. Mmm. Mm, smells good. Yeah, it tastes pretty good, too. It's definitely mm -hmm. got a lot of the, like, coffee and chocolate notes. Yeah, I had this might actually be my favorite Guinness so far. Yeah, yeah, it's got a little more hop and body to it than yeah, it's uh, almost got a smokiness to it with the uh, the the toasty roasty malts. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is definitely like a porter. Yeah. Yeah, definitely um, if you can find the uh, Guinness pack uh, this month uh, March, uh, they have a big variety pack out for uh, I assume for St. Patty's Day celebrations. Pretty hard, hard, hard. But uh, yeah, definitely try this West Indies Porter. It uh, looks like it's 6% by volume, so not Boom. bad there. Um, but yeah, it's a good full-bodied porter. Yeah. yeah. And uh, also, remember, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for letting us know how we're doing. Thank you for your feedback. Um, and also, thank you for our patrons out there. Thank you for being there. so sexy. Mm, thank you for being you. Uh, yeah, thank you to our patrons. Uh, you can check out our website uh, for ways that you can get some cool swag and also become part of the, our uh, our fan community and get questions, co-hosts, uh, some great art and stuff. From yeah, our, our check our website for some awesome art that's available. Yeah, and of course subscribe to us on uh, Twitter and all that, and we you can see some of our sick sick and memes. The iTunes. The iTunes. Yeah. Leave us all of the stars. I love sparkly stars. Yes. Yeah, it leaves a five-star rating and just say, hey, keep up. Keep it up. Yeah. <laughs> show me. Show me your bed. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and you know what? We will show her. But you know what? I'll give you half a nip right now. Boop. Oh, shit. That shirt's coming off later. You're welcome. Boom. <laughs> all right, until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I, I Learned From Movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Night, everybody. Hey, the podcast's back. Mm -hmm.